Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire, the Leadership Development Podcast, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. Aspire listeners, I hope you are ready for an amazing leader and interview because this guy is phenomenal. I love having Evan Rob on the Aspire podcast. If you haven't noticed, he's been on a couple times with me, and you definitely need to check out those episodes. He is always bringing some amazing insight and wisdom. And I can also announce that Evan is a contributing author to my new book, Aspire to Lead. And it is just an honor because Evan not only provides wisdom on this podcast, but he is a true mentor to me. He is helping in so many different ways, not only as a leader, but as a person. And I wanted to make sure that every contributing author was someone that I had a relationship with and someone that brought a lot of value to my own life. And I wanted to share his voice and he did so in just a marvelous way in the very first chapter where we talk about Activate. But before we get into that topic, I just want to say thank you so much, Evan, for being on the Aspire podcast again. Well, you know, Josh, I appreciate uh, the opportunity to get together and talk tonight. Uh, You know, very appreciative of our relationship and our connection through social media. Uh, You know, as, as I have told you many times and I've probably put out on social media that my favorite podcast and I do listen to many is always Aspire Leadership because you know it's an opportunity to learn wisdom uh, about uh, leadership teaching uh, elevating instruction from experts all across the country and it is 100% free and available to anyone who simply wants to find a podcast you know I also want to say before we begin how proud I am of you for your book. You know, full disclosure, I have had an opportunity to read your book already. And uh, to anyone who is listening, what I can say, certainly from the perspective of a building level principal who's done this for a couple of years, actually in excess of 20, uh, you know, this is a dynamite leadership book. This is a book that is reflective. This is a book that has a powerful story, but this is a book that can give listeners a model to uh, reach the goals that they have for, um, for their personal and professional leadership. Thanks, John. Yeah, thank you so much, Evan. Before we begin, because if for some reason they haven't heard of Evan Rob or listened to previous episodes, I would love for you just to give kind of a quick detail of what you do and what you're about. Thank you very much. So I'm a middle school principal, you know, and I've been a principal uh, since 1999, which uh has become a little bit unusual, I, I think, in Virginia, where I live, but also all across the country. Uh, but I sure love doing it and, uh, you know, uh, and happy that privilege that I, that I can do that every day. I had an opportunity to write a few books along the way, had an opportunity to uh, build some nice connections with some people who I never would normally meet. You would be one of them uh, through social media. And also had opportunities to do some speaking uh, about literacy and leadership. Uh, just to kind of uh, hopefully spread a message that, uh, that that elevates our profession. So Evan, the first chapter is part of the acronym, which is Aspire, and, and the A is Activate, Activating Your Journey. And so I wanted to kind of dive into the Evan Rob journey, especially how you began. What were some things that got you to activate to actually take the first steps into leadership? Uh, you know, Josh, I, I probably came about it in, in a pretty roundabout way. And, uh, you know, I've listened to a lot of your podcasts and uh, and from your podcast, I've learned that that's not necessarily that unusual. Um, you know, I've 
you typically don't hear about people that say, yeah, you know, when I was 15 years old, knew one to be a building level administrator. Like that was the most important thing in, in my life. You don't hear that a lot. You know, I, I went through grad school for an MBA and spent a lot of work studying finance and decided that wasn't for me. And then uh, made, a, made a big detour to the, uh, at that time, uh, my parents were rather uncomfortable with that because they uh, had put a lot of money into supporting my MBA and they weren't necessarily thrilled that I want to be an English teacher. Uh, but did that, did that detour. And then from there, uh, just like many things in, in life, you know, things just started falling into place. You start meeting people, you start learning and growing. Uh, and then the path kind of unfolds before us. Uh, you know, one of the things that I have learned is that trying to force, force a path is, is not good. It, it can be really challenging. So uh, I was fortunate enough to learn at a young age that if you just keep doing what you like to do and you find joy and, and passion in what you do, that other things will come your way. Uh, you know, those opportunities for additional graduate work or, or additional job opportunities. And that led me on a pathway uh, to become a building level administrator. And uh, that, that is what, as I reflect back now, and I am in my 30th year of education, that is really the number one thing that I wanted, you know, when I was moving into education. I, and, and I certainly don't knock people who aspire for positions outside of being in the building right. at all. My goodness, those people are needed. Yep. Uh, but for me, being in the building was always uh, where I wanted to be. And, uh, and so I've been fortunate to be able to do that for a long time. Definitely. So when you started to believe I have the skills to be a leader, where there's certain things that people tried to get you to do to take the first steps to actually get experience in leadership or was it just natural for you? Like I knew I needed to do X, Y, and Z to get to the next level? Well, you, you know, that's a great question. So there are certain things that you have to do. So in terms of like certification, licensure and things yeah. like that. But in terms of uh, understanding the position, that that's something that that took me some time to kind of figure out. And I guess the simplest example that I can give, and you, know, you kind of allude to these things in, in your book also, is when you are an assistant principal, as an example. So if, if you become good at being an assistant principal, you learn how to be an assistant principal, you learn the ins and outs of that. And if you're fortunate, you'll get an opportunity to be a principal. But you're not always taught how to do the next leap. And uh, so I went through that as, as a young leader, you know, feeling really confident about the people that I was in charge of because I knew how to do their job, but not really, not really understanding about how to do the job that I was currently in. Yep. And I think the pathway that I've been able to go down is that, that part of leadership, and again, I'm going to go back to your book because this resonates in your book, is taking care of the people that, that you're in charge of. And that's very important. I think sometimes that we, we lose sight of that because, uh, you know, if you're not taking care of the people that, you know, that you're in charge of, they can't do their job to the best of their ability uh, to take care of uh, those who uh, they have to serve. Yeah. Um, so what I'm talking about is a principal's role in um, being supportive, uh, having clear expectations, high expectation uh, of a teaching staff within a building but creating the conditions that increase the likelihood that they can do a good job to take care of the children that are in the building. So Evan, I loved your contribution to the book and you talked about some pillars and not that we need to go through all the pillars, but you kind of had a little bit different perspective in the sense that, you know, for a building leader who's trying to get 
other educators to activate their own leadership journey, these are the aspects that need to happen within the campus. What are some things for our veteran leaders who maybe see some potential in folks on their campus that don't have a position? What are some things that they need to put in place to make sure that those folks can grow? I think for people to grow, uh, and that, that again also is a really good question, Josh, there have to be, the leader has to give opportunities for people to, to experience things. Mm-hmm. So that means that you have to be comfortable with letting go. You have to be comfortable with empowering and you have to be comfortable uh, that when you do that, things don't always go the way that you want them to do. And it's the same parallel that exists within a classroom. So in a classroom, we want kids to take chances with their learning. We want them to, uh, at at times, experience bump in the roads. We want them to be able to recover when they have uh, bumps along the road and realizing that that helps develop a student as a learner. Uh, It helps develop people within the building also when the principal of the building empowers people to uh, to learn, to learn, to innovate, uh, and to grow. Now, for that to occur in a building, certain things have to be in place. And, and I do allude to these in my book, uh, and you certainly allude to them in yours. So you can't create an environment where people feel empowered to, uh, to grow if you're not focusing on relationships. Yep. You can't bring that into a building if you're not building trust. And then, uh, you know, as the, as, as the principal in the building, there has to be a high congruency between the words that come out of your mouth and the actions that people see you do. You know, otherwise, you know, there's this really weird kind of miscommunication. And if it goes really, really south, no one believes what you say. Uh, because what you do is, you know, is potentially contradictory to what you say. So that congruency is important. But then the, then the importance of uh, delegating, empowering, and letting other people do. Now, my experience, and I'll be blunt here, is principals who do not let people develop and who want to do everything, who want to be everything, they will burn out uh, and they will not build an effective team. It's it's just that simple. And, uh, you know, I was fortunate through some mentors to to learn that along the way. Uh, But if one cannot learn that the job will be smothering uh, and it will be uh, ineffective on multiple levels from uh, student learning, teacher satisfaction within the building, and also the personal job satisfaction of you know, the administrator. Mm-hmm. So when you were early in your principalship, if a new leader came to you and said, Evan, I want to experience things, what were some of the hardest things for you to delegate off of your plate? I think the hardest things to delegate are things that have the highest level of accountability. So, you know, delegating some, so low accountability thing might be delegating, you know, a supervisory responsibility within the building. Bus duty, you know, delegate bus duty, that's fine. You know, if it doesn't go well, doesn't typically make the news, uh, you know, if, if it doesn't happen. Delegating, uh, coordinating of uh, state assessments can be far more challenging. Yep. You know, delegating uh, evaluation can be more challenging. Delegating a leadership role for, you know, an administrator to uh, work with a particular department uh, can can be more challenging. But, you know, they're all good opportunities. And it all comes down to expectations and working with people and, and helping people succeed. You know, and I think, you know, this is an old adage, Josh, but, you know, when you delegate things and you're the principal in the building, 
you need to be comfortable enough to say that, you know, when it goes really well, it's all about you. And when it doesn't go well, it's going to have to be about me because I'm going to have to take some responsibility. And people that aren't willing to do that, um, you know, again, uh, you know, are not going to build the trust in the relationships that are, that are needed within a building. Right. I mean, you know, everyone's got to start out, you know, somewhere, yep. you know, and, and I certainly am a lot different person in many different realms than I was uh, in my first or second year, you know, as a principal, you know, you learn, you learn and you grow, but you have to, you have to create an environment that people can expand. For sure. And it's not easy to delegate. So, you know, that's something that you got to learn through experience as a leader also. It's not easy, and it speaks to someone's sense of control, you know, because if someone has a strong desire to be in control of every single thing, then delegating can be really daunting, or it can be kind of a faux thing, where, you know, you're delegating things that that are very trivial. But, you know, delegating things that are much more important, you know, or or potentially, you know, know, for like a a state testament would be a good example, um, will require relationships going to require trust going to require expectations and ultimately just taking a chance yeah. but it's the only way that people can grow and you know believing as an administrator and you know this is an assistant principal that you can be everything that you can do everything uh, that is a problem also creating a building where you know you feel that you know you can't be out of the building because my gosh everything's going to go to pot because yeah. you're in charge of everything yeah more responsibility that I would encourage anyone to take on yeah. and uh, not a healthy way to kind of go about you know, the complexities of being a public principal. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. You know, I always love giving actionable items to my listeners, so for those who may be thinking about leadership, what is maybe one thing that they can do to activate and start off getting some experience? Um, I think there are a couple of things. You know, I, I think you uh, you have to be a learner, and you need to uh, you know part of you know I always encourage people to read a lot, you know, or or to you know kind of enhance their sense of agency. So whether that means reading books, reading articles, listening to podcasts such as Aspire not to start emulating what other people do, but to start understanding and conceptualizing and figuring out who you are. Uh, Because ineffective leaders typically have no idea what they stand for. Um, People that are gonna be more effective have a clear understanding of who they are uh, as a a human being uh, and what they wanna stand for as a leader. Uh, you know, and I think also social media is a really good way to connect with people and, and to build connections with people that are like-minded. And you want know, to always encourage people to do that. So where I'm kind of coming from is uh, figure out who you are and what you believe in, but do that in a way that, that is born out of, uh, you know, increasing your understanding of things and go into that with a very, with a very open mind. Be a learner. Yeah. I love that advice. So Evan, you talked about social media. So how can people connect with you? Uh, thank you very much. Uh, people can connect with me on Twitter th- at erobprincipal, also through LinkedIn, uh, and also through Facebook. If you just search my name, Evan Rob, they would pop up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not delved into Instagram yet, although people gently nudge me, you being one of them. <laughs> uh, I will start doing that at some point, but uh, right now it's a Twitter is probably my number one way, and I always look forward to connecting with people. 
gently i'm nudging very gently <laughs> very gently yes you're you're always a, you're a gentleman with how you encourage and i appreciate that of course evan I, I appreciate you so much and before we we end our interview here i know there's some exciting news that i'm hoping that you'll share with my listeners about a new book with corwin yeah i'm excited i appreciate you bringing that up josh i, I have a book with corwin that's going to come out january uh, 2022 called leading to aim high uh, the focus is on leadership, but particularly in the areas of elevating literacy and numeracy within buildings uh, post-COVID, uh, and also, you know, not negating the importance of uh, relationships, culture building, trust building, and things that I wrote about it in the Ten Minute Principle. But, but again, Josh, you know, before I go, and I appreciate you giving me an opportunity to mention my book, um, I do want to come back to uh, your book, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I, I regard as uh, a really important book for those aspiring to be leaders and those who are leaders uh, to read. And you know, really the cool thing about your book, you know, as I, as I look through and I think about the Aspire acronym that's in your book, it directly relates so well to what I wrote about in the 10 minute principle. Yep. It's a different way to kind of think about it. And so the way that those things tie together, you know, are really good. And, uh, you know, I, one of the things I loved about your book is, uh, you know, it's not, it's not like, it does integrate your story, but it also connects your story to the reader and gives reflective opportunities, opportunities to work through the construct of Aspire uh, that help people do exactly what I was recommending, which is start figuring out who you are as a leader, you know, what you stand for, and uh, that, that will help build the foundation that can help make you effective. Well, I appreciate that kind feedback. Obviously, that means quite a bit. And I'm honored that you're part of the contributing authors for the book. And I know what you wrote is going to resonate with so many folks and, and provide so much value in their leadership journey. So I just appreciate not only being a part of the book, but also being on the Aspire podcast. Well, thank you very much. And, you know, I appreciate not the opportunity to be a part of your book. It was a real honor of mine and I love seeing young leaders really start doing great things in this profession. And you are certainly someone who I have tremendous admiration for.